presence of God will make himself known to you. You won't have to be moved by the circumstances around you because there'll be an anchor within you that cannot be moved by that. God himself will defend you and preserve you. He will open up your eyes to see as he is and then you will start to speak and say the things that he says so he can do the things that he said he would do. Now listen, we're not done here. Get up. I mean, get up. Good God. My whole body's moving. Do you think God's body is moving right now? Do you think he wants to move something through you? And if the waters aren't moving, then ask him. If you just had something that you heard about him, but you're not a part of him, then you're not a part of him till he begins to birth through you and you surrender, totally surrender your whole being to him. I'm telling you there's an anointing here that God is saying to you, I know who you are. I know what you went through. I know how the enemy tried to beat you down. I'm trying to look up to you here. <laughs> it's a tall group over here. But what I'm seeing is this. When I, look, when I look into the scriptures and I start to minister the scripture to you, I'm going to say, look up Psalms 127. What am I saying? Look up. Your redemption draws nigh. You're not looking to this minister. You're looking to the gift that brings to you that you can know I can hear I am too. Are you listening to me? Now say I can hear because the blood of Jesus blotted out all my iniquities. They're blotted out on the cross. And if you haven't said that, say it now. Believe it in your heart. He said, by mercy and truth. Is this too loud? Okay. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. God is saying this to you. I, I, I want to do something. Just, just. You see his hand that's moving? Keep going, brother. Do you know that God said, my hand would be upon you and it will be upon the right hand of him. You are God's hand or his right hand. He's calling you. Now if he's starting to say something in your heart, what do you think you should do? You ought to just go with that sound. Now if something else is coming up here and I'm telling you there's going to be a, come a great purging here and you won't give place to that thing's been bothering you. The thing that you just can't shake, God already dealt with that. And God himself is going to deal with the thing that's troubling you. And what I'm hearing this is this. The Lord is saying, I want to trouble what's troubling you. And he's going to come from the revelation that he's working in you. He's, he wants you to look to him, hear what he's saying, and begin to say what he said. He said, I will be with you in Anybody know the finish of that? I'll be with you in trouble. What is he saying? That's the time where I operate the best. Because you're in the place where the weakness, and I come to take that place that is weak in you and make that your strength. 
God is going to strengthen you in your weakness. He is himself is going to strengthen you in your weakness so that your weakness will come a praise of praise, glory, and honor. Where the enemy wants you to look at what you're not, God is saying, look who you are. So there's two looks going on here. Either you're going to look down and hear the thing that's taking you down, or you're going to look up and hear the thing that's taking you up. All right, you can sit down. The reason why I wanted to get up, I, I just felt that God wanted to move in your hearts. And okay, I'm just, I'm just going to pause here for a minute. Did anybody get stirred in their heart? God stirred up a word in your heart. Is there a, anybody here that wanted to say something? Hold right there, brother. Let somebody else speak first. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we, we have got... You got a word? Okay, hold on, brother. Here's what I'm looking for. The Lord told me one time, I'm not impressed when you finished the line and left everybody else behind. <laughs> so we got a revelation. We're ready to run. But the Lord is saying, can you work it in your brother so he can take a step with you? Are you willing to work with him? Are you coming to me to let me know who you are? And I'm thinking you ran by so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. <laughs> Do you want to be like the guy that, that uh, you know, the, the Samaritan and they, they, two guys walk by? Because, you know, they just, they may have had things in the temple to do. I don't know. They've had, they didn't want to defile themselves. The guy looked dead. And then one person was moved with compassion. The least one. God used the least one to pick up another one. Now, here's what I want to tell you. He said, the least of those among you. Didn't say that you were the least. He said that people think you might be the least. Do you ever feel like sometimes you just don't have anything to contribute? Like it wouldn't matter if you spoke? And God says it matters a lot. Because what you're about to speak is an act of faith. And God can pour through all that he's designed for that moment to release all that he desires for you to be. Listen, the harp is sounding. That just sounds a little weird, but. <laughs> All right, we're going to dig into this word. The Lord put two, probably three things on my heart. Um, I'm probably going to, probably going to teach, preach. I mean, it's just like, here's why. If you showed me how to do something, when do I learn it? There we go. I mean, just come on. It's like, activate it. So I had a vision, and it was, um, you know what, anybody know what a crescent look, wrench looks like? All right. It's, it's got a little adjustment on it, right? I see this crescent wrench, but it's pure white. And I'm asking the Lord about it. And he said, it's not a crescent wrench, it's a Christ wrench. He said, use your faith like a mechanic would use his tools. There is an adjustment on that wrench for every single situation that you'll get into. And the Lord says, I'm faithful, I'm ready to move, but you got to start looking at me more than the thing that's troubling you. 
So there's something that we have to do. God already is conditioning you to activate your faith. Here's another one. I'm just going to roll this out. Just a couple things the Lord gave me. He said, you're my resume. I'm saying to you, you are God's resume. <laughs> Did he say it to me? Then he's saying it to you. So I can tell you, remind you, what is, what is a resume? The Lord said this to me, I'm raising you up today. He's your resume. He's raising you up today. He said, I'm filling out your application. Ooh, that's a good application. You know Jeremiah 29 11, we always say it. I know my thoughts and my plans I have towards you. And we stop there. We don't go, Lord, I want to know. I really want to know how you're thinking toward me. Because how you're thinking toward me is how I can perform. Because he said this. I'm filling out that resume. I'm filling out that application. And then he said this to me. How good is that application? Got the credentials of God. But he said, how good is it? If you don't apply it. What's James say? If you're a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word. Now here's what he's saying. I don't want you to do anything apart from me. That's just doo-doo. You have to get the one in your due. Now it's done right because God's working in you what is right. So what he's asking you to do to protect your heart with all diligence because out of it are the issues of life. Two things, even, even, now listen, I'm not going to stop you guys from speaking. I'm looking for someone here to say, I, I got something moving in my heart. You know it's okay to, today to, I'll give you permission to get up and say, Mike, I have, I have something God's stirring in my heart. Now listen, would, um, Brittany, how long did you keep it a secret that you were pregnant? I mean, eventually you're going to show. I'm not, I'm not prophesying over you, honey. I'm just... <laughs> no, I'm just... Yeah, whoo, glory. <coughs> uh, okay, now listen. You know when God gives you something. What did Mary say when she heard about what God wanted to do when he said, the power of the Most High God shall overshadow you, and that which will be born in you shall be the Son of God. What did she say? That, so she activated. So to hear what God wants to do is to engage with it. Engaging with it is, is saying, yeah, okay. I want that going on in my life. Now, the thing is, if he's begun a good work in you, he's going to finish that. You can have confidence and assurity that he's going to finish it. So he didn't change his mind because you went through something and the enemy beat on you and tried to get you to think something different than what God said to you. No. No. When they beat on the disciples when they were preaching in the name, 
What did they do? They said, strictly we charge you, don't preach in that name again. And they said, you judge rather to obey a God or to obey man. But we're going to obey God. Their heart was committed to the one that they knew. Then they went back to their company, welcome company, company of believers. And then they cried out to God. Then God manifested greatly. And here come the boldness. They requested boldness to preach that name with signs and wonders. Are you asking God for what you need to make him known through your being wherever you go that there's an, a, 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 a channel for God to manifest through you? He said you're kept by the power of God through faith. Now I could quote scriptures off, but how many know that these are scriptures I'm rolling out? Okay. For the sake of time, I'll, I'll read a few, few out of the book in case somebody says, I'm, well, you didn't read the scripture, brother. <laughs> okay, I'll read the scripture. But here's, here's what I'm saying. I want to knock the dust off of you. Uh, how many, you know, we, we take baths. Now, do you, do you save the water? Why? Okay. Then you take a bath in the Holy Spirit's presence. Was the anointing here just moving? Was God dealing with issues in your life? Was God encouraging you? So are you going to let the enemy just bring that filthy stuff back again? Exactly. Because if you do, then you're taking it back willingly. And the Lord says this, why are you taking that thought? And how do we take a thought from the enemy? By saying it. How do we take a thought from God? By saying it. Two different operations. One death, one life. The Lord says, stop hearing the thing that causes you to err. Stop it. And you say, well, how can I stop it? It's sitting right there. I'm telling you what. If, and I don't know, um, if somebody's saying something, and this is what the analogy the Lord, Lord gave me. He said, Mike, if they'd be glad to see me coming, they would be glad to see you coming. And if they attach themselves, keep walking toward me. And if they don't want anything of me, they'll peel away. Don't stop your walk with the Lord to conversate with somebody who's turning you out of the flow of what God's working in you. Let love keep your heart and mind, but finish what God is working in you. The best you could possibly be for this one is to be obedient to the king. Now, this is where I want to roll into through obedience. There was one virtue in the Garden of Eden, paradise. One virtue. You know what it was? Obedience. Don't eat of that tree. Why didn't he say, be kind, be gentle? Why didn't he say, you know, love? Because all of it was fulfilled in obedience. Come on, guys, we got to grab this. So the best I could possibly be is to be obedient to what God is working through me so the fullness of his operation can flow through us again. So the Lord started giving me statements like this. Answer 
that I can make your day. Then he says stuff like this. Answer that I would be the author of your faith. Mm, Come on, think on that. How many times have we got stuff coming off of our tongue that's talking more about the things around us? Now listen, I'm going to tell you what. God's faithful. Now you got a baby. You can just wrapped around a, a man that's holding the child and keeping the baby safe. Who is holding you in life? Do you think he's got big enough arms to keep you? Mm-hmm. But don't you see this situation? And the Lord is saying, you're looking too low. Look up and behold. God wants you to hear what he has for you that would strengthen you in that moment that you wouldn't be moved by what you see. You'd be moved by what God is creating in you to be. You have to grab this, guys. Because what's influencing you could be the death or it can be the life. So I ask you, when you're persuaded... Is the persuading coming from the king to continue in him? Or is the persuading coming to move away from him? There's two, two persuasions. You know that, that there was a persuading in, in the garden. They already had everything. And the Lord showed me this. He said, okay, we're going to discard all the things that pertain to disobedience. You know disobedience was kicked out of heaven. So why are you holding something that was kicked out of heaven? So when, you, when the Lord shines light on it, you said you get rid of that. But here's what the enemy does. Disobedience, disobedience. I can make you rich. Huh? What? <laughs> You're going to let disobedience make you rich? Then you have to bypass Christ who is eternal and you're going to go after the thing that fades away? For some pleasure of the day? Are we that ignorant of what God is showing us that we can fail and move away again from what he's done for us and think that we can be better apart from him? Mm. I mean, I preached myself this, guys. I lived this life. Is God working on me? Yeah, because that's what he does. He, He starts to expose something. I remember talking about a guy that was irritating me. And the Lord says... He doesn't irritate me. I said, well, why is he irritating me? Because you're not becoming like me. Uh-huh. Who? 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 I, and then the Lord started showing me, you don't see him as I see him. You see him how he's unrefined and how he's, he is affecting you. But I'm asking you to release what will infect him with my love for him. Come on, a whole nother ball game going on here. The one where Jesus hits it, the, the ball and we get a home run, we want to get on those bases. I'm just telling you. So then when, when I'm thinking on these things, um, you know Weston, I think some of you are familiar with Weston. He went through a lot of, lot of operations and different things but not apart from God's goodness and God's mercy and God directing through the whole thing. But we're at Home Depot, and he's a little guy, and they got this little, this, um, you know, just do it type of a, 
orange little thing where you build product, projects and stuff. And I'm standing there with him, and uh, they paint his hand, he slaps it on the thing, and he's building a little bowling alley. A little, you know, yeah, we're into it, you know, and he's, he's enjoying it. And, uh, you know, I gotta give him a smaller hammer. I mean, <laughs> the little nails, I think he's gonna hit the wrong nail. But anyways, here's the thing. I'm standing there, and God's talking. He said, if the bowling ball tried to avoid the pins, what would happen? What would happen if the bowling ball tried to avoid the pins? There we go. And the Lord is saying, my children are listening to the enemy, and they gutter into the gutter. And here's what he told me. The king pin is Satan standing in your straight and narrow way. He's standing right there. And you're trying to avoid confrontation, but here's what the Lord is telling me. If you hit it with love, you'll never damage what I love. There's a real enemy that's trying to influence us to kind of turn away from what God told us to do. And we, we back off of prayer, which really empowers us for God to manifest through us and keep us in a place where we're fully being filled with his grace. It's more than sufficient to fulfill what God is calling us to do in that moment and in that time. So he gave me this simple little statement. I want to confront that. So he says, I want the confrontator to go before you. How many of you feel like we're in the battle and there's no comforter before us? You have a spiritual shield. You have weapons of warfare that are deactivated. You know, I, I watched a guy go out on the wrestling mat. I coach wrestling. And the Lord gave me a powerful statement. Let's expose the weakness and let's make their weakness their strength. Well, welcome to the kingdom of God. God wants to strengthen that thing. Remove the thing that's weak and give you his strength. This guy went out on the wrestling mat. His dad comes up alongside me. And he's got a bloody nose. Um, and his dad comes up to me and goes, hey, can you help him? I said, yeah, I can. Now listen, you wrestle a wrestling match, you don't feel like talking, especially if you lose. You're out of breath, so you probably got about 30 seconds. And I was using my influence in a good way. His dad, if he said something, he probably would get blown away. I mean, just, just dad, he don't know what, you don't know how to wrestle, you know, you just want me to win, but you don't know how to, how to make it happen. He just wants him to win. He doesn't want him to get beat up. So he came up next to me, and uh, he's standing there. And all I, I'm listening to the Holy Spirit now. I'm not trusting in myself. I said, you remind me of that gunslinger that went into battle. He goes, what? What are you talking about? I said, yeah, he went into battle. And he came back with all his bullets still in the gun. I said, you never hit a move. You never hit a move. You let him beat you up on that mat. He took advantage of you, knocked you around, and you never hit a move. How do you know he beat you? We got to get right where people are beat up, knocked down, and tell them, you never did what God said. How can he manifest through you if you're in disobedience? He wants you to know if, you, if you're going to restrain the enemy... And the love of God can't restrain you. How are you going to do it? Mm 
Hey guys, I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm not mad. But I think sometimes there's something that just says, this is vital for us to get a hold of this. Now, this is talking about that song, Peace. The Lord gave me this. Don't miss a step. Go right along with the songs now. Don't miss a step. I said, Lord, what are you saying? He said, don't bypass peace. What am I saying? Speaking truth. When Jesus spoke to the storm, he said, peace to the storm. He released something that was greater than what was happening. God said, greater is he that is in you. But if you don't pull the trigger on obedience, the presence of God doesn't have a place to go. So how do you pull the trigger on obedience? Speaking his promise. Speaking what he said to you. I'm telling you, that's why I said don't lie to one another. If you, if you are a child of God, you'll learn not to lie. You'll learn it. And you say, well, I don't know why I'm lying. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm doing that. And, and uh, it's because it's a stronghold that is being exposed. And now the Lord is saying, it's not okay. I want you to call on me here so I can work in you what you need to overcome that. And the enemy's beating you down saying, you're not a Christian because of it. He's the guy that perpetrated it. He's the guy that homeschooled you in the wrong school. And God give you another Holy Ghost school. And in this school, the, the, the obedience that he's asking us to walk in so that he can manifest through us is the very obedience that Christ Jesus walked in to recover us. One man's disobedience brought us into sin. One man's obedience brought us back out again through faith in Christ Jesus. We have to activate him as our savior. Now here's the deal. I just, I'm just going to roll this out. You could be asking God for the blessings and, being, be in, and not being obedient. What can you expect from the Lord? You, some people think they, God's good. He's just going to give it to me anyway. He said, don't tell that person that they shouldn't expect anything from him in disobedience. Okay, let's, let's look at... Um, Let's look at uh, um, um, Saul. Do you guys remember Saul? He, he, um, the people wanted a king, right? Well, Saul started out good when he was little in his own eyes, but when he started to get big in people's eyes, all of a sudden he transitioned to please the people and not please God. God gave him chance after chance, but... When he came and Samuel came to him and said, what have you done? He said, well, I wholly obeyed the Lord. Guys, listen, I'm getting to something here. You can't have a little folly in your life. You can't have a little thing. Well, I obeyed everywhere except here. 
And you think, well, God still worked for me. Listen, God will still work because of his mercy. But if you play that game, one day he'll reject you because you rejected the word. Come on, this is serious. Do you want to be rejected by God? But you'll hang on to the thing that he rejects. Or you'll go after that. Instead of receiving grace, annihilate that sin and come out of there looking like him. He said grace wasn't giving you to pardon that thing. Grace was giving you to empower it to overcome that thing through the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. Now God's building an army. We're that army. And I looked at army and it had three words in it. Arm my army. That's why I'm here. Who's got all the supplies that is going to equip you with everything you need? Where is that going to come from? Now, let me ask you this. If I'm a, an army and I'm moving and I'm moving and I'm moving and I'm advancing and my supply line gets cut off, how far am I going to advance? Sin cuts your supply line off. And now you're coasting on what you know, but inside you're going down. And others can think you got it, but there's no anointing to break the yokes over their lives. And you bring them into a bonded situation. Teach them a powerless gospel because your life is in disobedience. Is this okay? Okay, I'm just, I'm just, because I'm happy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. About that peace thing. The step. The Lord told me the step was speaking truth, experiencing peace. That's when you move. That's when you move. You move in peace. It said the children of God shall be called, come on, peacemakers, Daniel. Give the man a peace. No. <laughs> he said we're going to be peacemakers. So what is he working in you? The thing that calms the storm and keeps the storm from getting in you. Who? Come on, come on, come on. So you could be in the storm and not affected by it. If you're listening to what God is working in you, navigating with the compass of glory manifesting through you, and you're listening in such a way, and then all of a sudden you have an answer. No one else has an answer because you're in the presence of God manifesting in that moment what others need. So that they can turn and come to him because God is in your being manifesting for them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Another one he gave me was still. Because we know that, that uh, he said be still. What he's saying is shut your fleshly thing down. He didn't say shut him down. Shut the thing that's unlike him. Tell that to shut up. I will hear what the Lord will say to me. <laughs> a man would talk to me, go, what about, what about, what about? And he's, and he's like, and I'm like, I don't know what about. I'm going to be about my father's business. Yeah, but, 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 but. What's he looking at? Everything that's happening to him, and he neglected to hear what God's saying to him. Does he have access to heaven through faith in Christ Jesus? Yes. 
But there has to be a discipline in our life that that would be the first thing we do is position ourselves to hear what he's saying to me for the day. Give me this day my daily bread. I ain't got time. I got to run out. What are you going to do when you're in a ditch? Father. <laughs> you're going to call. You might as well call at the beginning of the day. So that he will be with you all day long and at the end, you're praising him through the whole day. And it doesn't mean everything's good around you. It just means your heart is not moved by the things that are happening to you and you have communication with him and in the steps of a good man are being ordered. You're right on time. And here's what the Lord told me. There is no delay in obey. Come on. Now here's, here's speaking still had to do with this. Speaking truth and living love. That's still. Who speaking truth and living love. You're his offspring. And the love of God that passes your natural understanding shall keep your heart and keep your mind. Your faith works by the love of God. So we try to get faith to work, and we got hatred in our heart. The Lord will pause you right there and say, come, let's get it right at the altar, and now come make your offering. What is he saying? Your life is an offering unto him. What know you not? Your body is a temple of God. He says your body and what you do is an offering unto him. What are you offering unto him? And here's, here's what I was asking the Lord. I said, Lord, I, I don't know. He said, why don't you give me all that stuff that's unlike me? Put that on the altar. Let's tear that down first. You can offer him everything that's unlike him. In fact, you can say, you know what it says in Psalms 19? Cleanse me. Wash me. He said, cleanse me from presumptuous sins. Get in me, Lord. I'm crying out. I'm desperate. I want to just work out of what you're working in me, and I don't want to be moved by the opposition of the enemy. In fact, I want you to manifest through me, and I can know who I am in you, and I can stand and see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And I will see it in my home. I will see it in my family. I will see it at the workplace. Wherever I go, you're with me. And I will not taste defeat because I'm sitting at your feet. I will hear the one thing that will develop me into your likeness and I walk out and perform it. As soon as I hear the goodness of the Lord, I make my declaration in this land. You really can receive power from God and he really can raise the dead. And I was talking to a sister back here, I think right here. You know, somebody says, what can he do with all the mistakes I did? I said, well, Lazarus, he raised from the dead. I said, you there? You think God can't deal with the mess up that you have? You think he can't remove that thing that's troubling you? You think he can't take that head off of that thing? Every single day it seems like it's following you around. And all of a sudden the disciples said, Enough. You're a disciple of the king. And the Lord is saying to you, Submit yourself to me. Resist the enemy. He didn't say turn there and argue with him. When an angel was just disputing over the body of Moses, he just said the Lord rebuke you and just took care of business. In fact, this, the Lord said, I'm your boss. That's what the Lord told me. He said, those situations that are looking bad, they're working for you. Didn't I say that all things work out for the good of them? 
But why aren't we grabbing a hold of that promise? Why aren't we saying it? We have an exception because this looks bad. Well, I didn't, it didn't work here. Why are you picking up a thought that allows the Lord not to work in the enemy too? So he's starting to check that area in our life that we come in an agreement with, and we might think it's right, but the Lord starts to work with you, and when he chooses to expose it, he doesn't need you to say, but I wholly obeyed. <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean for that to happen. I didn't, what, all that talk. And all you have to say is, right there, Lord, forgive me. And you can step right into the promise of God and not miss a step of him loving you. But if there's something within you that wants to argue, the enemy has a conversation going on in you and swaying you not to respond. You have to recognize, are you eating off of the table of the enemy or are you eating off the table of God? Because he said, I'll set a table for you right in the presence of your enemy. He said, why'd you get up from my table? Go sit in that table. <laughs> I'm just asking. I mean, you're over here. You know there's so much correction going down through the whole Bible, but the Lord is not reprimanding them. He's saying the chastening of the Lord might not seem pleasant at the moment, but it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Come on. And those that, that like that, it's a peaceable fruit of righteousness. That's a part of the kingdom. Hallelujah. How, how much time do I have here? Do I, I don't know what time it is. It's just... Speaking of time, I'm going to talk about time. Here's what the Lord told me. I'm going to give it to you guys. Give me your time. Everybody say right now, your time is like how long your lifespan is here. And the Lord is saying, give me your time. So say, yes, Lord, I'm going to give you my time. Now, here's the promise. I'll give you the things outside of time to work in your time. Ooh, 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 come on. And then he said, don't waste your time with me. What is influencing your time? And he says, is it the thing that you find pleasure in, but the Lord can't work in it? Are you strengthening the temptation of the enemy to hold you to the thing that you find pleasure in the flesh? rather than crucifying the affections and the lust in the flesh, the thing that's trying to rob you from his presence so he can manifest in you and you become uh, like him in the body of Christ to be able to pray and to encourage others to hold what God has given to them because they're pregnant with the promise of God. Don't try to prematurely make it happen. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. There is a birthing that comes from those who wait on him. So that you're not trying to do it in your in, in bypass peace to get it done. Just, just, just a footnote. <laughs> time. So what does time represent? The Lord broke it down to me. Trust in me. That's like 24-7. Come on. Can you trust in him? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not. Guys, here's we, we could take this thing 
and I could take that, that one thing, and we can get into a, a little cell group, and we could start saying, oh, man, why am I, I'm, I'm tend to be leaning this way. I said, guys, let's, let's pray. Let's ask the Lord for wisdom. Let's get built up in that area that we stumble in, and it seems like it, it always works um, to cause me harm or, or occupy thoughts in me, and I find myself being condemned or shamed. God says, I'm not condemning you. That thing that you're holding on to has all those elements in it. Cast that off. Cast off every weight that's old. Yes, Daniel. Oh, I thought you had a revelation coming. Listen, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone to say, God just go spoke this in my heart. We, listen, I asked a man when he was playing the piano. I said, you play every key? He goes, no. I said, every key has to sound. What am I saying? Every human being has to sound for God. We need the body to start sounding. We need to, to start to sound the keys that he took back from the grave and he gave it to the church. The keys of death, hell, and the grave. And then we look to him to show us when to operate that key. Because he's perfect in his timing. And those that wait upon him will perfectly be kept by him. And when that moment comes, they'll speak that word. Amen. And I like the scripture. There shall be a performance of those things that you believe. In, in, in Hebrews, it says this. You have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, then you shall obtain the promise. He said, in your patience, you will possess your soul. But where does patience come from? Romans 5, the trying of your, what's it do? Come on. But it's a process, guys. What does patience lead to? Victory, experience, experience, make not ashamed, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. Yeah. The love of God is shed abroad. Well, I think about, of, of that's, that's kind of like taking up a lot of space in you. <laughs> and when he comes in, he knows how to clean house. And he says, the hope that God has given to you, he said, with that hope, war, good warfare, with the prophecy spoken over you, with the word God has revealed to you, you war a good warfare with God has spoken to you. You start warring, what, just for yourself or for the body of Christ? Just to listen to your commander and hear what he's saying, and then he says, now pull the trigger here. Son, aim there. Shoot here. And you're in prayer just prophesying over the land, and God's moving through your prophecies, and God's moving in such a way that he cuts off the attack of the enemy and keeps the heart of the body in line with the king. Hallelujah. So let me just, just share with you. Because um, I thought I was doing really good. You know, I got all Christian stuff on the television. And all of a sudden, I just felt there was, there was like this displeasure in a way. It wasn't that they weren't preaching good stuff. They were. It wasn't like I, I, I was, wasn't worshiping. I was, and uh, I was talking to my wife this morning, and uh, I said, you know, I haven't watched any television. She goes, well, you got that Christian stuff going all the time. <laughs> I said, yeah, but the Lord told me that's interfering with my relationship with him. Mmm, mmm, 
Now, I'm going to close with just a couple more little things here. I was doing, a, I was doing an electrical. How many I'll take lists and build out lists? Kind of make a list? I lose the list. No, I'm just <laughs> I'm looking for it. I found yesterday's list. And I already got No. <laughs> Anyways, the Lord is, well, I'm filling out an electrical list. And while I'm filling it out, I heard in my heart. I have a to-do list. I said, ooh. So I pushed that list aside, and I wrote down on my list, the Lord's to-do list. I'm sitting there, and I goes, okay, God, what's the first thing on the list? Here's what he gave me. He spelled the word to me, L-I-S-T-E-N. Wow. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. Number two, L-I-S-T-E-N. And then he showed me, listen. Listen, listen. How are you going to step in what I'm saying if you're not stepping in faith? You have to hear my heart, be attentive to me, and realize that distractions are going to come. But you're not going to get caught up in that because you're waiting on the one thing that you need, and that's what he's promised you. But he's seen if you'll... I was going to use the word whore after the things of the world because it is kind of like... Like, why are you doing that? You're my bride. Okay, I didn't swear in church or anything. I'm just making a strong point. Okay, now here's, here's, here's another thing. And all these things have to, the living testimonies. I know, if, those of you know me, you know what God has done for me in miraculous situation. God intervened. And I come out bearing the glory of the king and not misrepresenting him to anyone. And now I found that there's a deeper work. God wants my roots to go even deeper. He wants your roots to go down, not with just what we know about him. Okay, now here, here's the next thing he gave me. I'm driving down the highway, and I got my van, and it has electrical parts in it. And all of a sudden I see an image of my receptacles. And the Lord asked me a question. Do the receptacles pass power? I go, yeah. And then I got my Bible on the dash. And I look at it, you know. He says, do the scriptures pass power? I said, yes, they do, don't they? We all agree to that, right? All of a sudden, I got this. I'm driving down the road. You can imagine what I'm talking about, right? You can see it. He's taking me to the receptacles in the back of the truck, and there's all a pile of them. And he said, how effective are they? I said, well, they're not. They're not hooked up yet. And then I'm back at the Bible. He said, let's slow it down. Let's take what you think you know and let me connect it to your soul. Come on. Come on. Okay, um, I lost my keys. These are relevant stories. Um, you guys can, can, like in Romans... 521. In fact, I got all the scriptures. I could share them with you. But I think sometimes telling a story and relating it to the word, showing you the source of the word and what God wants to work in you, he wants you to be a vessel where he can work through, not just you hear stories about what he can do and wait to go to heaven. I need you operating. <laughs> he needs his body armed and bad. I don't mean bad, bad. I just mean they're, they're looking like him. 
because they're being conformed into his image. And guess what? When I'm conformed into his image, I can slide right next to you and it'll fit right. Come on. (laughs) And none of us are going to say in that moment, look what I did. It'll be the mercy of God manifesting through us. And the things we're doing is because we surrendered our total allegiance to him in obeying him. So I lost my keys and I come out of the the bedroom and I asked my, um, I asked Karen. (laughs) She's like, she could find the keys that I just misplaced around the house. Nobody moved them. You know, I just threw them somewhere. And uh, I said, honey, you know where the keys, keys are at? She goes, no, I haven't seen them. So I'm like, hmm. I went back in the bedroom. Now, here's what the Lord gave me. Don't think on anything any longer than it takes to call on my name. That's a waste of time. Really, I don't have the combination, but I'm over there. Well, maybe this will work. Maybe this will work. Maybe an hour later. <laughs> I need a combination. And the Lord says, you won't come to me to get it. How are you going to affect the nation? Come on. I hope I'm, I'm, this is coming clear. Okay. So I go, into, I go back into, into, into the bedroom, and I'm praying. And I get a picture of a parking lot. Huh. I'm putting my coat on. I'm walking to the door. Karen, can I use your keys? Don't lose them. I don't know if it's to give up. <laughs> so I get in the car. She goes, where are you going? I said, all I got was an image of this parking lot. I'm just going to go over there. So it snowed, and there's about two inches of snow on the ground. And I get into the parking lot, and Sunday, nobody's there. But there's all these tracks crisscrossing. And I'm driving real slow, and I looked right between these two tracks. There's a pile of keys. <laughs> and you don't listen because you, your mind can't figure it out but there it is and I'm thinking well I don't know if they're mine or yet you know so I get out and I'm right above them yep they're my keys <laughs> and I reach down because you learn to listen so I reach down and I picked them up and I heard this did I answer the cry of your heart? I said, yeah. I got my keys. Ba-boom, bam, you know? And I get back in the car, and I take Karen's keys. I went to start it, and I heard it again. Because, listen, this is what broke my heart. For good. Can he do all these miraculous things? Can he make your day comfortable? He's done that in my life. And uh, I heard him say, did I answer the cry of your heart? I said, okay, God, what's going on? And there was a pause there. He said, are you hearing the cry of my heart? Yeah, that made me cry. I said, God, I want to know the cry of your heart. I want to know what you actually are working in me that will be effectual and fervent that will stir up the lives of others to do the same, that we would be tender towards your heart, and the love that we have for that would keep us from doing anything. He said the beginning of the, of the fear of the Lord, right, 
It's, it's the fear of the Lord. But the beginning, I'm thinking, is, is this cry within your heart that you don't want to break his heart. You know what his heart is. is he's trying to get you to know him. And here's what I want to, I want to end with here. And guys, listen, did the altar, and I'd like, um, can you guys come back up and do that tune, that, that peace tune? You don't have to have everybody. If you need someone to, to sing, uh, I'm not volunteering. <laughs> Hallelujah. So here's, here's, here's one, I want to make an altar. We got to know his heart, guys. We got to know his heart. He's not mad at with you. He's not trying to make you go through something unnecessary. He wants you to know his heart. And the things that you're going through, don't question God. Ask him. Talk to him. He's your father. And, you know, I even think in marriages, sometimes we assume things like we know what's going on. And the Lord says, if you answer something, you don't know what's going on. That's a fool. You think you know something? And even it says this, if you think you know something, then you don't know anything as you ought to know. When we, st- when we get to where we need to hear what he wants to work in me, and he said, will you not allow me to work in you and fashion in you as I see fit? I'm looking at the word fashion, and the Lord broke it down to me. Faith always works hope in our need. That's fashion. Now we're talking about looking like Christ. He said, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision. That's the new fashion God is asking you to put on. He wants you to look like him, talk like him, respond like him, be moved by the Holy Spirit, totally dependent on what he's working through you and you engaging in every, every move that he's working within you and the sound of God flows through you and he positions you in that place to hear what he's saying to you and you will be positioned right in the body of Christ to let the love of God affect the body of Christ. We're more than what we've been doing. God has a call on our life. Will you bow yourself before him and say, Lord, I want to know you. I want to know your heart. I don't want to be running all over the place and then picking up all these things that look like it's all mixed up. The Lord is saying, if you're talking about the thing that's mixed up, pretty soon it'll be in you mixing you up. You're snared by the words of your own mouth, but you're set free by the words of God's mouth. 